0: All right. One more delay. No problem. All right. I'll just be waiting patiently and enter all the code and the password. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> You're always so busy, Daryl, like 10 million things in one day. You're always just pushing the limits. I'm here early, waiting, always on time, prepared for anything. At least that makes one of us. Jeez.
1: Two minutes of showtime. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Two minutes of showtime. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I don't understand. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> Two minutes to showtime!
0: Know the feeling that our guests have waiting in the waiting room,
1: right? You know,
0: you know the you know the feeling that our guests have waiting in the waiting room while we're like getting the show ready or doing our little intro.
1: No, tell me, what feeling do they have?
0: No, because you wouldn't know because everyone's always waiting on you. (laughs) Oh, that's so. (laughs) Because I just did that for twenty five minutes, and I swear it's painful. It's so lonely. Just sitting, looking at a computer with nothing happening.
1: You get used to it. Do sometimes. you? Yeah. Do you? All right.
0: Yeah. Well, let's bring on our guest and let's get the show
1: rolling. Let's get the show rolling.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Now I'm, all no, some no now
1: I'm all time. like, I'm all over You made it. You don't even yeah. know what happened. I got to tell you the whole story here. Yeah. Hello.
0: You, did a, you did a great job. Hi. Hey, Juliet, how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you guys? Thank yeah. you for your patience.
0: Yeah, no Thank
1: problem. You so I, much. It's all my fault. I swear. I'll
0: take responsibility. <laughs> I, I should have told oh, him it started at fault. half an hour earlier than what it really was. And then that way no problem. all hey, the wait. all the technical stuff would have worked itself out.
1: Oh, no problem out at all. What a disaster. Okay. So we thought people people tell us our sound sucks. So we bought we me, I bought these new like lapel mics. Okay. And I'm, I'm testing it out and I'm all tested panicked. out
0: right at the show. Like at the moment that it's <laughs> no, supposed to be no, recording. No. Like,
1: no, I, listen, I'm not a YouTuber. Okay. <laughs> like I have a life and I have a, a couple of things going on. But What happened was all of a sudden while I'm testing this thing and TK is pressuring me to to hurry the hell up. Okay? It's my job. I, I spill my coffee on my earphones <laughs> okay and then oh and amazing then, but then I forget I'm, I've got mm-hmm. this lapel mic all in my shirt and I jump back and the, <laughs> the whole desk <laughs> It goes everywhere there's coffee all over the place then my earphones don't work anymore because i spilled the coffee Amazing. right it was a true story it was a true story
2: please tell me someone was recording this go down
1: no of course not, not, none of the good stuff right never the good stuff right Too so bad. in my
0: when i reached out to you because i heard the uh, bigger pockets podcast i said that we're nowhere near as big i should have said sure. nowhere near as professional as well but i left that part out it wasn't a good sales pitch so i figured no. we'll just say we don't no have as many people problem.
2: listening. Yeah.
1: We are far from professional. But it's part of that. our charm. Yeah. yeah. It's like no, a it's garage great. band, right?
2: It's great, yeah.
1: This episode is brought to you by Landlord. This landlord software is a game
0: changer you upload your properties right you upload all the information income expenses timelines mortgage details everything that you need to have so that you keep track of everything in your portfolio and as you go through real-time adjustments in you know rent increases and uh, water bills and, and tax bills and everything else they're gonna actually give you recommendations on how to make your portfolio more efficient and it just breaks everything down for me in a way that i've never seen before like excel spreadsheets just don't cut it i don't think there's a better program or app out there for investors and it's free
1: please click the link below for your free trial offer uh, so you're in hawaii
2: i am in hawaii right now yeah okay. i primarily live in hawaii and then i do like 90 percent hawaii 10 percent colorado um Tough and life. i'm trying to yeah it's pretty great, honestly. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to switch yeah, that Colorado. to be more Colorado um, coming next year because the property taxes, uh, not property taxes, excuse me, the taxes in general in Hawaii are kind of ridiculous. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to switch that around business-wise to have more stuff come through Colorado because for my tax bracket here in Hawaii, it's 17% versus like four percent Two something or four point something in colorado so it's everyone like,
0: should I, move to colorado what the
2: yeah. hell's wrong with 17 percent? oh you know just love giving the government money that they don't need <laughs> just be crazy. Per-
0: compared but to how here, is hawaii oh
1: isn't it tk am i wrong
0: uh maybe just like a state tax they, they might have like state federal tax. stuff on top of that right mm-hmm. correct correct um hawaii like why is hawaii not like overrun with people like there should be like a gazillion people living in hawaii and there should be no room for anybody to live it's like that's the place to be
2: Yeah, well, it's kind of like that in a way um, because, well, I primarily, I live on Oahu and I live in Waikiki. So I live in like Mm -hmm. the highest touristic area of Hawaii in general. And it is very populated. And now coming out of COVID, you're really seeing like, I kind of forgot because for 2020, it was amazing. There's nobody around, super, super quiet. Um, But there are just people absolutely everywhere. And it's kind of nice though as an island as a whole because it's so eclectic. You can kind of get the country on this island and then you can get, you know, a little bit remote. And then you have a lot of the military uh, families and personnel that are here and then a lot of the tourism stuff. So it's a bunch of different things. And then it also feels like Asia for a big portion of it. So it's really neat. Um, but I've looked at it and it's extremely transient, uh, this island. So you have the military people that move in for maybe two to three years with their orders, and then they'll you know get shipped out. Uh, so they're always kind of coming and going all year round, and mm. then um, a lot of other people just come here for a little bit of work sometimes, and then they leave, you have people coming for vacation. And now with remote workers, you have even more circulation like that. And then other people that just vacation here, or I'm sorry, have vacation homes, and they'll spend a portion of the year here. So it's got a lot of movement to it, which honestly keeps the real estate market very, very healthy and very hot because you have so much activity all the time from being a global market I have a lot of Canadian, Australian, Korea, China, Japan, on top of America looking to buy here. And then on top of the you know military personnel that are always over here. So it's a very active market and island. Uh, so it never really piles up with like a, just a ton of people because there's always seeming to be people leaving, whether that's because it's too expensive for some, whether because some people don't love the island life after a while or a job calls them mm. elsewhere. There's just a lot of movement enough We don't have a ton of new development. We have some. I'm not going to say we have none, but we don't have a ton. Um, So it's it's interesting how it's kind of like kept it without like going over the top brim of people exploding into this place. There's enough people that kind of move out um, from here. So there's certainly like definitely low inventory as there is all over the nation. But in Hawaii, there's low inventory, but it somehow manages to kind of sustain. Um, I'm not going to say that's a good thing. There is there's an inventory problem. isn't but that weird? yeah, it is kind of weird. I mean it's 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 nice and healthy um to me with the circulation I guess, but it is it is not weird, but it's. Uh, I wish there was a little bit more development that was able to be done, and I think that's why you know I really like working with investors, especially on like the flipping side, because there's so many homes here, in my opinion, and in, in, in you know a lot of other places I see. But when I see homes that need some love, that's an opportunity to bring something back to the market in a way yeah. that you know is affordable enough. For people um, for the for the community here for, for for buyers from the mainland to really come back and invest in there's just a lot of stuff that's sometimes sitting there's also people who have properties that don't want to sell that are run down for whatever reasons you know and there, there's a whole conversation to be had about that but um, that's why they, I really they need like... a
0: therapist they don't need a, a real estate agent right yes, they need something exactly. else over and above
2: yeah yes for some of those are
0: are these are these investors um mainland people or outside like outside of the island like canadians international or a lot of those flippers local
2: um it's a combination primarily the ones that I work with are local which is great you know I really really like working with people that are from here that are doing positive things for the community here because I know that that is a big problem of the community that's here and from here they often feel like you know most places that are you know where you have your you're born here your third fourth fifth generation here um, they're feeling like people are taking a piece of their land. And of course, Hawaii has a long history of that. So, you know, I feel very good <laughs> really interacting with a lot of local um, investors. There are some that are from other places. I have a great uh, guy that I work with who's a client and investor of mine. He's from Canada and um, really like working with him, but uh, I primarily work with uh, local investors
0: like the big investors, like Robert Kiyosaki, you know, Brandon Turner, like these you know guys who are like pretty popular in the real estate investment circle. I always hear about Hawaii. I've actually been to Waikiki. That's the only place I've been to. I went to Oahu. And it just seems like there's, a, there's an amazing opportunity in Hawaii. Like why aren't more people there? It's like trendy Airbnbs, it. rentals, well, retirement, sure. like it doesn't geez. Make-
2: so what it is everybody
1: that goes there must go i want to move here i I never want to leave (laughs) i never want to leave how do we move here and then what you're you're saying doesn't make any sense
2: to me. i think the number one thing is the cost i mean it's very expensive to live here and to buy here so that is what's keeping everybody from moving here is that it's tremendously for some people expensive like i was just looking for a woman that called me this morning for she wants what a lot of people call me for. They want a short term rental property, Airbnb, something in Waikiki, and under three hundred thousand dollars with parking, mm. with one parking stall. That is very hard to find. That is just yeah. not what our market has. So I sent her three listings. I just had a property that closed that fit that criteria, but it's it's under. It's like two ninety five. There's another one that's three ten. Doesn't come with parking, and it's a studio. It's like. Very very small, and that's going to be at two hundred and ninety five thousand dollars. You know, for a fee simple property in that in that price range, there's only like three or five listings that I was looking at for her that fall within that almost criteria, still not having a parking stall. So that's one example, but but that's the main thing is the price, Um, and not only just the cost of housing, but the cost of living. People always talk about the gallon of milk thing, but it's just in general, groceries are going to be a bit more. Things are indeed a bit more. I, the Our island property. life, that's that
0: what that reference was, island life, right? Like maybe sometimes supplies, Import. different things. Exactly. I yes. Yeah.
2: I mean, we live in the middle of nowhere, so they have to yeah. ship it and shipping costs things. So what? it's kind of something that when I first moved back here um, from Salt Lake City, Utah, I moved here about five years ago. This is where my mother is from and my mother's side. Um, but I moved here and I did have that sticker shock. I was like, oh my God, like it's so expensive. But then I thought about it and I was like, but like, look at all of these other amazing things that I kind of get for free or are part of the package of living here, which is the wonderful weather year round. It's absolutely beautiful. It kind of feels resort-ish on Oahu. You know, there's certain areas, it's just beautiful all the time. And so I was kind of thinking about it. I'm like, oh, you kind of just have to pay like a fee, like your, your fees here are just basically like a membership almost. And then you get these amazing amenities included for it that you can, oh, there's so many great parks and so many great it's nature incredible. things that cost nothing. You yeah, know.
1: yeah resort, resort, resort fee. That was great. That was amazing. So hold on a sec, back up a sec. So $2.95 for this place. Let's look at that deal. Yeah. What's the rent on that?
2: So that's actually not a bad one because this specific one um, and another thing that's kind of limiting people from being able to purchase in the way that they want is we have a lot of regulations for Airbnb properties. There's a lot of rules and regulations that go into into that. So there's really a limit of buildings that allow for nightly rentals. And they just passed some other bill, Bill 41, um, that is uh, further constraining uh, people from doing nightly or short-term rentals. They're changing the term from short-term rentals to be 30-day to like, I think 180-day or something, something that doesn't mean short anymore, uh, but they they were going through with that. So a lot of these buildings are unable to do uh, nightly rentals. This one specifically is, but it's zoned as a condo hotel. So you typically would have to probably buy it in cash or do a certain type of loan that allows for condo hotel purchasing, which might have a higher rate. So that might not be ideal. So if you want to buy it, I would recommend doing cash This specific unit you could put into the hotel rental pool. You pay them, I think it's 15% or so to manage the property, which is quite low for this specific building. Uh, And then I think they are able to possibly rent it out. Hotel prices anywhere from, you know, 150 to maybe 300, depending. So you could really shake it out if you find the right deal. 12 months of the year though. 12 months of the year. Yeah, that's huge. And it's two blocks away from the water. You know, mm-hmm. like it's What's I the occupancy
1: to it? though, because you're doing it through like a, uh, 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 like a program, right? Like it's like yeah. a so hotel company. rental pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what kind of occupancy do you get in that?
2: Yeah. Well, that kind of varies almost from, you know, the unit that you have, the floor level, the view that can play a lot of factors into that. So, you know, occupancy rates. They've been kind of whack over the last two years, obviously, but, you know, I'd say from what I was hearing, a lot of the other owners in that building were seeing very, very healthy occupancy rates where it's just maybe 20 days out of the month for sure were filled up and there's only a few slow months. So that's Mm -hmm. on a healthy, like when you find a very good opportunity and you market it well, you can make quite good money if you purchase it the right way. If you're doing it in cash, typically, because you know those loans are going to bite into you, the HOA fees are quite expensive. Uh, a lot of people have that sticker shock with those here. So um, those can factor in. But if you're able to buy cash um, and and find a building that allows for that and then market it well, and then you know have it look great you know do all of these things to check all of the boxes and make sure you get those heads in beds you could make good money from doing that so i have some clients i have some colleagues that have airbnbs that are super happy with them that have had them for a long time because they you know they've held out through covid they just held on to them bit the bit you know the hoa and holding costs for the almost near one and a half Two years that they had to hold on to it, and now are really happy that they did. You know, so there's there's certain opportunities, just like there are in other places with with good uh, investments. If you find the right one, um, I would say go for it. You know, and it checks all the all of the boxes. There's some opportunities. You know, I get a lot of phone calls from people that are that are you know um, often looking for Airbnb and. I'm telling you, it's not super common to find one of these unicorn properties because once somebody has one, they hold on to it typically or when they want to resell it, they're going to sell it for rather high. Um, so you just got to look at your numbers and make sure that it works. But every now and again, there is certainly an opportunity. And what's wonderful is sometimes some of these de- um, demand you know you to do some work into it. So you got that sweat equity on top of it. And then mm-hmm. you're able to really kind of make something from it. But I mean, for, for, really- for me, the
0: vic- the vacation rental in Hawaii, like the you know you might be able to get decent returns like maybe a four or five cap is probably what's yeah, to be expected yes. and um the i mean you got a place in waikiki so now yeah. those 10 days a month that aren't being used you book you your vacations around and then you can go to a place that 12 months of the year exactly. you've got a vacation rental that's paying for itself
2: yeah. And it's going to yeah. hold value really well for that yeah. type of property. It's going to hold value year after year. You know, you're really going to be happy with making that type of investment. So if you can find the right one and it checks all of the boxes and you're able to do those nightly rentals, you know, definitely consider it. Cause then you have yourself a vacation house for you to stay in and enjoy and your friends can stay in and what have you. Um, so it's a really, it's a really good opportunity, but again, very restricted, very limited. There are some, but it's not yeah. like it's everywhere. In, in
0: Toronto, we changed our rules because of the um, the pandemic where you can only rent out your principal residence because yeah. the hotel industry got decimated. Everyone was having these ghost hotels. So then instead of the people going to a hotel, they just rent all the condos. The condo buildings got run down. It was really, really bad. Wow. There was like, I think a couple of murders. <laughs> like it was pretty bad when you start My looking goodness. big city problems. And then, so they said no, no more of that. I'm sure the hotel uh, industry lobbied. And so now in the city of Toronto, you can only do Airbnb at your own principal residence. So you're going away for the weekend. You can rent out your space.
1: Wow.
2: And you got to prove it. Super interesting. Yeah. Wow. So that's really, fascinating. A whole other they regulated
1: world it. Yeah. It's a whole other world with Airbnb here
2: wow and it's That's... not as much
0: vacationing as it would be for like just like local people wanting to like party downtown and stuff vacation sure. people we have... you know it happens but we have obviously. people going
1: like down with like airbnb you're screwing up the you know you're causing the housing <laughs> crisis there's there's twelve thousand yeah. units being used for airbnb people can yeah. live in those damn prices could be affordable now
0: i'm sure the hotel industry in hawaii is saying the same thing they're probably looking at how to be able to in the resorts on how to be able to curb those
2: rules that's why they've got so many rules sure that is 100 it's it's politics and it's those the big hotel money that has absolutely done that and i can i can you know see on the other side of things in in a sense for homes in neighborhoods that were being rented out as airbnbs in a tight-knit community you know they don't want a house that's circulating, you know, around their families and things like that. So Mm -hmm. I do understand that perspective yet. At the same time, I'm a big believer that you should be able to do what you want with your property that you own, like types of things. Like I believe in Mm -hmm. that, but I do also understand for the sake of a community and a small neighborhood, you know, having just transient, especially like some of the tourists that come here, they have, you know, they're on vacation mode and they're, you know, however it may be, might not be the best thing for a community. And I know there's a lot of local people here who feel like, um outsiders if you will are coming up and purchasing all of the properties and not leaving things for the local community here so there certainly is that conversation that's going on um, all the time and has been for a very long time for decades uh, that's been a conversation that's been happening so i know people still feel that way um so yeah it's the big hotels um that are kind of you know trying to restrict people and then it's also certain local communities who who would like the local homes to be really reserved for residents here
0: which makes sense, and I mean, this we is not a problem here that here, only yeah. Hawaii. <laughs> yes, we have the exact same we have thing. People I mean,
1: crying, yeah. about having right? To move half an hour away from their their the millennials their, right now, right? Dream area, yeah, yeah. The the generation
0: yeah. right now who's just buying their first home, they're all complaining, saying, "I grew up in this city, and I can't afford to live here because not necessarily like people foreign to the city, although that does get brought up, but just people with more money than me are driving prices up." and that they are creating this housing crisis where there is no inventory or there is no opportunities. There's no affordable housing. And we have a big Mm -hmm. affordable housing issue here. And it sounds like the same thing happens in Hawaii too.
2: Yes. The same thing is happening here.
0: what are they doing for affordable housing? Sorry, Daryl,
1: go ahead. Go ahead, Daryl. I think your question is probably more important. Like what, what, like what we have so life. many things that we Bubble. talk about on the show
0: about affordable housing. Right. Sure. So like we have all these measures and all that kind of stuff. What is the you know, government of Hawaii, like in the state, what are they doing for affordable housing? What are those measures that they are in the news that they're always talking about?
2: So they are building some new buildings specifically in the downtown area called Kakaako, which is a newer developed area. And they have some affordable housing kind of scattered throughout there. And some of the new buildings, you know, of course, have to have a portion of the luxury buildings that have like affordable housing in them. Um, So they're kind of doing some of that. I wouldn't say it's a lot or enough. Um, And then they are doing more quote unquote, affordable housing on the Western side of Oahu. And I think that they're going to be trying to do some other things potentially on the big Island, but I'm just uh, solely speaking for the Island of Oahu. They are working on some things. I wouldn't say it's enough. I know that, you know, from what people are saying, there's, they're not feeling like that is enough. And then there's only a certain amount of people who want to live on the west side of the island. It's a, you know it's quite far from Honolulu from the downtown. I know that they're trying to build a second city closer to that western area, which they're kind of halfway through, like a, a 20 year, 40 year plan to build this um, second city, but it's you know not really developed yet, but they are talking about it. I don't think, I don't know exactly how far out they've really planned, but I think that they've been talking about um, chipping away at some of these reserved lots on Oahu to start uh, bringing in housing again, because I know that they've been kind of doing everything on a timed plan for some of the sections that they're going to allow for um, building to be done on them, for developments to be done. But uh, I I don't know exactly when that's going to come into play. So they're saying they'll
0: create more supply. Yeah. And that's Mm -hmm. not working the same way it's not working here
2: yes yeah. it's not working the same way and again they're, because you just have a ton of people you have a lot more people than that inventory and that supply that they're trying to provide and this also the timeliness of it they're not moving in the way that they should
0: oh yeah, go ahead confusing. please jump in
1: well <laughs> I, okay i was in hawaii for my honeymoon okay 21 years ago and i was like this is like a paradise. This place is going to be condos and resorts and people everywhere and overdeveloped 20 years from now if I go back, right? And I can't believe what you're saying. Like, it so, so, can you imagine? Like, it's well, so crazy to me. And then the is, what was 295? Was that for a house within, like, this complex? Or that was a condo? Or that what was, was, was a that studio
2: thing? condo, like Very 300 condo. square feet without parking. Um, wow. but if you were to say like 20 years ago, that it was the last time you were here and you were to come back, it's almost the same. You know, you have a lot of things that have been up, you know, facelifted throughout. You have, you know, the whole entire area of Kakaako, which is a new like luxury and, um, really beautiful area that they're building. But outside of that, it's almost kind of time capsule it's a lot of the same you know really kind of it's 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 very very similar um, to when it was about 20 years ago of course there's been new things yes there has been some updates but it has remained kind of the same which some people love you know some people love that it's stayed the same and it hasn't really grown much and they're not really chipping away and they're not adding a bunch of new developments there's a lot of people that are upset by by all of the new stuff that they're doing but it has remained rather steady um, in its way for the last 10 20 years for sure
0: it's insane. I was it's there funny. 20 years ago too, Daryl. Maybe. Were we, we there started... at
1: the same time? No, we the I same swear it's 20 now.
0: years ago I was there. I was, was there in 2001. No, yeah, 2001. 2001, was I was in Oahu.
1: Yeah, Waikiki. Well, we were in Hawaii, Kauai, Kauai, and Maui. I remember we were in Kauai and it was like eight o'clock and everybody was asleep. There was that's, nothing going on. We that's like, what? Uh,
2: so, that thing you just said is something people still say. I have clients that just said that exact same line. I was just on Maui and eight o'clock everything shuts down like and it's the same and Maui and all of these other islands are beautiful but they're on more like even more island time if you will where there's no like city there's only a few matter of restaurants there and it just you know you go to sleep with the sun basically and wake up in the Mm. morning with it but it's a really it's a different lifestyle over there much much different than Oahu and some people love that because of it so if you want more of that like island island vibe that's really going to be over there now is it going to be significantly cheaper if you will than oahu not really not really on those islands you can find stuff that's going to be different price ranges um, ranging on the big island to Kauai to maui but maui is still i mean it's still going to be similar uh comparative to to the prices here so are there
1: any cash flowing investment properties anywhere in hawaii like could i buy something in hawaii that made sense without Airbnb and without Definitely. paying cash.
2: Yeah, without paying cash, without buying in cash. Is that what you mean? Yeah, like
1: get it
0: financed. Cash, like,
2: yeah, no, yeah.
1: Cash flow. Maybe a yeah. 50% so, loan or something.
2: I would say um good moves for that would be to go for something that's like a multifamily, something that's going to be. I mean, the best move that you can do here in Hawaii is to house hack live in part of it and rent out like three different areas or whatever. Like that is like the ultimate, I was just in a listing of mine. That's um like a studio on one side, a three bedroom on top, three bed, two bath on top and a three bed, two bath on bottom. That is like mm-hmm. a perfect setup for you to like really capitalize. Cause you could purchase that whole property with your loan, live in the studio area basically and rent out the two. And like, you would be sitting really pretty. You would do more of a long-term rental with that or, um, month to month with maybe a big company or like traveling nurses or something, something like that, where you're going to be able to really benefit from the rental, um, that would be a great way. Or other homes here where you can really rent out Portions of it, so there's opportunities to have what's called like ohana units, which is the additional dwelling unit type of a thing where you're gonna have like a whole other little house on the property when it's zoned correctly. Um, That's such
0: a better name. Ours is garden suites. What are
2: they oh, calling it?
0: Garden ohana suites
2: is nice. Garden oh, suites. Yeah. Say it again. I call it an Ohana unit. So Ohana means Ohana family, unit. you know, way better, yeah. way better. So yeah, Ohana there's, unit. there's that. And, um, that will often, you know, cater, there's often three generations that are living together here in Hawaii. So that's kind of why it's called that way. So you can have like grandma, grandpa in the back We're and then the whole grandma and grandpa in the house. garden over here. We're yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> trying to, trying the to get them as far away as possible. Yeah. Ohana means It means family. So Family. there's that Disney movie, Lilo and Stitch, where it, there's a big line in that, but, um, but yeah, so there's a lot of those types of properties where you can kind of chop it up a little bit and really maximize the most of it. That's, in my opinion, the best way to do that. We do not have traditional duplexes. There's like a couple, I'm not going to say that there's absolutely none, uh, but there are few um there's not like your traditional duplexes and fourplexes they're going to be like multi-family like big homes you do have opportunities to get eight doors you know in one building you have those types of things and then you also have like those are categorized though like as a multi-family on a loan you know that way so you're going to have a different type of loan program that's going to go with that so what i would recommend is finding a single family home that you can kind of break apart so you can call your primary live in part of it totally house hack and then rent out the majority of the house, if you will, if that if that suits your needs, and that would be like the most optimal. I've got colleagues and friends that are doing that, and it's a really really great way to maximize on some of these larger properties, especially when those price points for something like that is anywhere from one point three to one point seven. That was my and next up. question, yeah, so, so not those... three hundred thousand anymore. So oh, one point no. three to one point seven. Median home price on Oahu right now is one point one million, some change yep. like that for median.
0: Yeah. And, and for condos, consistent with us,
2: condos median are five hundred and fifty something ballpark. Isn't that a left. good
0: market to work in? I'm an agent too. I work in Toronto, right? And our average price is a million dollars, condos, everything included, right? So yeah. It, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's, nice market to it's be a, in, right?
2: I love working in this market. Yes, the price point is very nice to be to be a part of for sure. Right? Yeah.
0: Because you probably have Colorado like knowledge, and I'm sure Colorado's prices are much different.
2: Yeah, they're different. They're they're close to being the same, but they are different for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely different than Hawaii. And I have a lot of colleagues that are on like the East Coast and they're crushing it. Granted, they do more volume, but mm-hmm. a lot of their properties are going to be like 259. And that's a three bed, two bath house, you know, where yeah. I'm in contract right now, three bed, two bath house. It's listed at 1.9, you know, exactly. so things yeah. like that. So, you know, yeah. but you know, my taxes might be a lot different than theirs. So, you know uh
0: what do they call that again the the resort fee that's just a resort fee don't worry that's what you get on the island yes exactly membership Membership.
1: lifestyle
2: yes it's the resort membership fee so hold on so
1: if we had a million dollars cash right now what is the best thing to do with it in hawaii as an investor if we had one deal that we could do what would you suggest that we would do there
2: with a million dollars i would buy a single family house something that needs some work for sure to do sweat equity um i would do basically like a burr with that uh, million dollars and buy a house that's going to be in a really well-liked area whether that's because it's going to be near like military or like a good school district or like good areas um for how much, surfing, how much is that surfing house area us? i'm sorry
1: how much does the cost of the house for something like that like
2: well, it depends on condition, but you're going to be looking if it's in like you know needs needs a rehab work anywhere from well eight fifty to to about a million. So you'd probably have to take out a construction loan if you had a million dollars to, to do like a rehab but, on. But that. the
0: goal would be a million total after. Okay,
2: million dollars right? total after repair. Then you're gonna still. You would probably want to. Purchase either like a townhouse, you could get a three bed, two bath townhouse um, easily with with a million dollars and then rent that out and cash flow that you could likely find for sure more um, outside of like the metropolis area, you could find a single family home that you could uh, buy for seven to eight hundred thousand no not in this market anymore more towards eight hundred thousand that needs some love put some work into that Mm -hmm. and then probably be all in at a million dollars and be able to house hack out of it hopefully you're living Mm -hmm. in a portion of it and you're renting out the majority that would be like the the dream deal with a million dollars all in is to find something that needs some rehab single family house not condo and um, house hack that. So live in a portion of it. That would be the ultimate, which would be possible. It's just going to be in maybe, um, it's going to be in in more of like the central or like more possibly Western side of Oahu specifically. Mm -hmm. If you had a million dollars also, I would say, Big Island is wonderful. It's a great place for um, properties like that if you wanted to live there. Um, it's a beautiful island as well. The prices are going to be much different and the lifestyle is different. The renting market is a little bit different. So you have to factor all of those things into there as well. Um, but that would be an option that I would recommend very much if you're not looking to do a short-term rental, but more to long-term rental to in order to cash flows buy something maybe over there.
0: Yeah. Oh, your bur, yeah. your burr option in the beginning, right? So maybe, maybe you got to get a little bit more money, get take a loan out afterwards, buy a property for a million, and you think after repair value could be somewhere in the one seven area. That's possible, oh, totally.
2: Depending, yeah, yeah definitely, nice. yeah. definitely, right. yep, yeah.
0: So you the said way. the market. You said in this market. Let's just talk about that for the end of the our price. show. The the market. What's that?
1: She she, she said like eight nine hundred or no seven eight hundred thousand and then you said no not in this market not in this market so is this is this a good market are we yeah yeah, that that went up right now we got we
0: got 25 to 30 percent price declines over the last price declines over the last four or five months in toronto right now Mm. yeah yeah. so i is not helping us out with those announcements he keeps making
2: Sure. So the reason why I changed that is just because single family homes to find something that's going to be, you know, in the caliber that I think would meet, say, your needs, just speaking theoretically, if you're wanting to buy an investment property, I'm not going to say that it's going to be, that it's possible, sorry, not possible, easy to find a house, three bedroom plus two bathroom for 700000 that needs um, that needs just a little bit of work and is going to check all of the boxes and be in an area that makes sense for the rental capabilities. Yeah. That doesn't really exist anymore because of over the last few years, those houses that were possibly on the market for seven fifty went up to like nine fifty. And now on the market, there's still low inventory. So is that going to sell and close at nine fifty for finding a gem that makes a lot of sense financially for people? might close at a million now because you have still competing offers here. So Mm. if it's priced right to begin with on the market, you're still gonna, if it's priced right, you're gonna still have competition. There's a listing that I saw the other day for one of my clients that's listed at 880 which was a really good price for a near teardown. This thing has to be purchased in cash because it has a lot of mold. There's a lot of cracks. The underwriter and appraiser would totally not let that fly, but that property was priced at 880 and you bet your ass that that's closing over that for sure and it's going to be, you know, ocean view, mountain um, house looking over the water. Um but not in like a primo area great neighborhood still but yeah so 880 so you know that's why i corrected myself for when i say this market i mean the current market on oahu specifically mm-hmm. 700 on the big island different story it's a different market is the market, is the market going yeah. up or down right yeah. now yeah, yeah. Is it, it is strong? steady for sure yeah. because of our lack of inventory which i know everybody is still facing nationwide um mm-hmm. here in the u.s Um, so I would say it's steady, but what we're having is, um, corrections. So a lot of price adjustments, just like, you know, those price drops, but does that mean that the value is decreasing? I think it's just a correction from the massive overpricing and overselling purchase prices that were happening over the last two years. I know that everybody was just like, you know, two hundred thousand dollar over asking price, thirty percent increases in value for you know a year. That's not mm-hmm. normal. That's not mm-hmm. a normal market, and you know why that is. It's because of the low interest rates and the competition, and people just like swarming to get deals and deals and deals. That's different now, right? So we have less competition for these properties. Do we, does that mean we have no competition? No, but we have less. And are people jumping on properties now? No, because they don't have to. So some mm-hmm. of these people are waiting to pu- buy. There's a little bit more inventory to look at, but people, buyers now have time to breathe that are still able to buy in this market. They now have time to breathe. They could look at maybe more properties than one. They could really kind of take a little bit more time. Whereas I was working with a ton of buyers that they'd see something, not even see the inside. We got to make an offer. No questions asked. Just like make it all around this one. 15 minute showings we had. Yes. Yeah. 15
0: minute showings. It was all booked all day. You couldn't go in the house. And then in that 15 minutes, you need a decision on where you're going to live for the next 25 years and you better have seen enough exactly. because you're not getting another chance to get in.
2: Exactly. And that yeah. was the same thing here and, and on the mainland. And now that's a little different. And now mm-hmm. I think it's still a great time to buy and take take advantage of, you know, just getting in now rather than waiting. I don't recommend writing, uh, waiting. Do I think that there's going to be a significant housing crash? my opinion and not even just my opinion, but from what I'm reading and seeing, my answer would be no. Um, I think it still is a wise idea to purchase something. And you as a buyer now have a lot more ability um, to take time and make sure that this is the house that you want. And also, you know, figure out how you're going to finance all of it properly. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know. I just, I think that that's it's a much Check better for time. for mold
0: and cracks.
2: That
1: was my next question Which, was like, when I say to people around here that I think it's a really good idea to go pay cash for a house. They think I'm crazy because everybody talks about leverage, leverage, leverage. But you keep saying cash like it's like normal. is that more normal in, in Hawaii to buy stuff cash? Or do people We have still... a lot of
2: we have a lot of cash buyers here. We have a lot of people that use the loans also and VA loans are very, very popular since we have a ton of military personnel. Um but but there's certainly a lot of What's a people VA loan. VA loan is for veterans. Um, It's a veteran loan that basically is 0% down uh, for your property. So you do have closing costs associated with that, but you don't have to put any down payment. If you do, that's just kind of like a bonus that can help you with some of your rates, but, um, it's Uh basically, yeah, 0% down. You have to live in the property for the first year, but it is a magical way to start investing in real estate. I teach veterans all the time. And some of them, I can't even believe don't know this, that you can use your VA loan more than once. Use your VA loan, especially in Hawaii, buy a house in Hawaii for no money down, and mm. get one property, live in it for a year, move out of it, refinance, buy another property, no money down, rent that other one out, that's paying for itself. Now you've got another property that you're living in for a year. Can I you partner just,
1: with a guy? Oh my god. Who, uh,
2: How do you join the <laughs> U.S. Army? What's,
1: yeah. what's,
0: what is the application process?
1: Who knows yeah. anybody?
0: We used yeah. to have some no money down stuff. Comments. You could do the same, yeah. But that, the VA stuff that obviously makes sense for people, and, and they don't know, right? So you need a good realtor. You need someone they to educate them. Yeah. They need there's something that do. That. There's
2: there's a lot that don't, and that's been yeah. really wonderful to be able to teach a lot of the the veterans, you know, about the the powers of the VA loan and how mm. wonderful that is for people. And I mean, of course, there's other ways for non-military members to to purchase some money, uh, to purchase a property without using your money, right? I think you guys had a podcast on that, and Bigger Pockets is very popular for how to use other people's money, quote unquote. Absolutely. So yeah. that's, you know, always a good route to explore. And if you can buy something in cash and then do the bur refi, pull that cash out, whether that's from private money or whatever it is, and then, you know, refi that there's, there's tons of options that are out there. Creative financing options, sub to, you know, subject to things like that, like really need to continue to be explored, especially in this market with the higher interest rates and with people that might be struggling upcoming to continue to pay for the homes that they p- bought at a really high price point. Maybe we'll see that in a, in a year or so, or some people might have to sell those because they can no longer afford them. I don't know, you know, just a conversations that I'm hearing. So in those circumstances, it might be good as a buyer to use creative financing, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And now there's a lot of uh, sellers that are, you know, offering credits for buy downs for some of these buyers to get them into, you know, purchasing their property, which is another great thing to explore. So it's, what I really love is the creative ways for people to invest and buy and do anything with real estate, and it's now a really good time to exercise a lot of those creative ways. Whereas before, it was like conventional loan, just get this awesome rate, blah 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 blah, like crazy offer. Madness, One way, no yeah. conditions, no, no conditions. That's it.
0: You better have it figured out. Yeah, you, you had, never... had a
1: gun to your face. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, didn't
2: have a so. choice.
1: People mm-hmm. wanted to be creative, but they couldn't.
2: Right. And I think that that now is it's such a great time to realize that you it's not what it was a couple of years ago. And in, that can be a bad or good thing for people, however you spin it. But I think it's a good thing now. It's where we are now and we can only deal with what we've got right now. So mm-hmm. how do we deal with it? We'd be creative and we find the means to get into real estate and whatever, whether that's your primary or whether that's investing. It's a great time to continue to pursue that because I firmly believe that real estate is one of the best places, if not the best place, in my opinion, to put your money that's you're you know. preaching
0: to the choir So yeah right um so a couple things so have you ever worked with canadians
2: i have worked with canadians yes i have okay. like you three or four
0: mm-hmm. she said the canadians are buying right so because oh. we want to make sure we give you a nice little plug and we're going to put <laughs> your um, information in the description um because i think that a brilliant
1: look- canadian investor guy
0: yes
2: he's great <laughs>
0: And I want and I want to uh, make sure that our listeners, because they're mostly Canadian, are going to be able to have an opportunity to be able to go out to Hawaii. It seems like you have a lot of information about mm-hmm. the island. Do you work yeah. on other islands or only Oahu? How does licensing so, and all that stuff work?
2: I work statewide. So I primarily do Oahu and Big Island. Uh, and then I have right. amazing partners on Maui and Kauai just because those are the islands I'm the least right now. Maybe those that'll change. But right now I do Big Island and Oahu. Um And I mean, another thing I I will be licensed in Colorado, that's not right now though. Um, But another thing that I have started is basically a nationwide um, and actually global uh, company. That's basically a community combining the music industry with the real estate world. So if anybody is, whether you're musically inclined or what have you, or you, you musician, And you don't really know how to get started in real estate that's what this uh community is all about is really kind of speaking to you and showing you the tools and having a community specifically built for music and real estate so that's something that i also have that is nationwide and worldwide because i also have people in germany uh that are a part of this as well so it's kind of starting
0: dale and i are both musicians but we're terrible and I'll speak for uh, us, but we're, we're still there. We're still musicians. I think that's, awesome. that's neat. That's unique. Yeah. That's, I haven't heard that before.
1: What, is, what, what, what does that entail? Exactly.
2: So, well, uh, this, uh, this network is called heavy realty and it is for everybody in any genre. Um, but this basically is a community where um, you can come to, to either learn about uh, investing in real estate, Buying your first home, you could come to here to you know really connect with people that are like minded in some way to help you sell your property, um, get any type of advice with real estate. Um, it's also built for working with higher end clientele. Since right now in my network, I have about twenty people. Twenty. Um, 20- members that are all affiliated with the music industry. So for example, I have one guy who is, lives in Beverly Hills and he is the bass tech for Gene Simmons from Kiss. Um, so, you know, I've got another person that is in um, California. They've been with uh, touring with the band Slayer for a really long time until that band retired. I've got a woman in Tennessee who works with the band Bush. We have people that understand what it takes to work with very high level performers uh and musicians and things like that so we understand what that requires for that type of client also eh? so it's basically anyone who has is a lifelong renter who thinks that they're incapable of buying their first house because of their work history maybe because they're on tour all the time spotty work history I'll tell you, you don't have to use a conventional loan. There's other ways to buy a house, as you know. So that's something is educating them. And then it's all the way up to servicing, you know, the up, the upper end of that, that level of musician. You're, you know, platinum recording. Mm-hmm. And then you're all the way down to like, you've never owned a house before. You're always on tour. You've never explored that because you didn't think it was for you. I'll tell you, it's for you. It's for everybody. There's a way to get it done. And I really felt like there was a big disservice to that whole community. So that's why this whole thing has started
0: neat we're gonna we'll put that in the description we are at the end of the show and we really appreciate it i know we started a little bit late but we definitely really appreciate your time i think uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. i I learned a lot about hawaii and i definitely think that you're knowledgeable and anybody who's looking to buy or sell uh invest or even just kind of learn about what's going on in the island should reach out to you and um i know you're with exp we're gonna put your information below um social media as well too you can post that as well yeah yep
2: um you can do me on instagram is where i'm at for that so it'd be at juliet lalowell and then at heavy realty those are where you can find me
0: nice i like it
1: very cool very different i love that idea (laughs) that was cool all right well thank you so much for your time have a great day thanks guys. everybody (laughs) goodbye